Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Paul, Silvanus, and Tiffany, Timothy, Tiffany, Tiffany, I put you in the scripture. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of, Thessalon of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We always give thanks to God for all of you and mention you in our prayers, constantly remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, beloved by God, that he has chosen you because our message of the gospel came to you, not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of persons we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for in spite of persecution, you received the word with joy from the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place your faith in God has become known, so that we have no need to speak about it. For they report about us what kind of welcome we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for being able to praise your name and glorify your name this morning. We thank you for your word. We ask, Lord, that you will speak to us through it. Help us to understand what you want us to hear from this word as it is proclaimed. And give me your thoughts to be my own. I just pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. What is memorable? What is it that you remember? Well, for most people, it's things that stand out or stick out. If it's ordinary or routine, it, we don't really remember it that much because it's just everyday stuff and we're used to it and it's kind of part of our routine. And that's why sometimes we can't even remember what we ate yesterday because it's such a routine thing to do. You eat every day. But when something is memorable, it sticks to your memory. It sticks in, in your thought process. You begin to relive it in your mind. You begin to think about it over and over again. And there's this, this process of kind of almost ingraining it into your mind and into your consciousness when it's memorable, when it's important. Those are the things that we remember, the highlights, the important things the things that were out of the ordinary and therefore have caused us to make 
a mental picture of those things so that we can remember them later. When Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica, he is writing to them and letting them know that they are a memorable church. Why is that important? Well, Paul started a lot of churches. He started a lot of ministries in a lot of different towns. He met a lot of people. And for him to be able to say, you guys are memorable, means that they really stuck out from the rest. There was something about them that made him remember them fondly and with thanksgiving. Whenever he prayed, he says, when I pray for you, I pray in thanksgiving. I think of you and I am thankful to God. And he tells them three things that he's really remembering them for. The first one is their work of faith. I remember how you believed and came to believe in Jesus Christ. I remember how that faith came to you when we came to proclaim the gospel to you on that very first occasion. And I remember how you were quick to believe in Jesus as the Savior of the world. And not only that, I remember that when you believed, faith was not just something out there, but something that you actually applied and put to work in your lives. It was a practical faith. The other thing that I remember about you is I remember your labor of love. He says, I remember how you sought to love others into the kingdom of God. The Thessalonians were a church that was looking to grow. They were looking to bring more people into the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, they weren't the biggest church. They weren't the wealthiest church. They didn't have the most leaders. They're not even a place where Paul spent the most time. That would be Corinth and Ephesus. But it was a church that really sought to do the work of the kingdom in love for others. The way they conducted themselves as a church was in a loving manner. They loved to do the work of the kingdom. And then he says, the third thing I remember about you is your steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And steadfastness is important. What it means is that you don't just come to belief, but you continue to persevere in that belief through the ups and the downs, through the difficulties and the persecutions, through the sickness and the health, through whatever it is that you're facing in your life, you continue to remain steady in your faith. Steadfastness is not a given. Because we tend to get discouraged. Anybody ever get discouraged in their faith? You feel a little down on your faith. You just kind of like don't feel like those prayers are reaching the ceiling anymore. And you're just like not feeling it that day. I mean, steadfastness is hard to maintain. But notice what he says. It is their steadfastness of the hope in Jesus Christ. They weren't steadfast in the hope for themselves or in their abilities or in their capacities or in their 
work themselves. They were hoping in the Lord Jesus Christ and continuing to believe that no matter what happened, they were safe in Jesus. Jesus had paid the price for their sins, and they had a place in heaven. Out of all the churches that Paul wrote to, the Thessalonians had the clearest sense that Jesus was coming back. Throughout the letter, there's all these references to basically getting ready because the day of the Lord can arrive at any moment. They believed that, you know, Jesus was really just doing a U-E. He was doing a U-turn as soon as he got there and coming right back. And because they lived that way, they were very steadfast in their hope. They continued to persevere through persecution, through the fact that their church was not very wealthy, through the fact that their church was undergoing a lot of pressure from those around them. They continued to believe without wavering as they did their work in love. Paul says, these three things make you memorable. They make me remember you with thanksgiving in my prayers. And I will never forget, Paul basically says, the way you received me and my coworkers when we came to you. How you rolled out the red carpet when you didn't have much. And you received us into your homes. How you believed our message and were willing to act on that message and declare yourself for Jesus Christ how you sought to imitate me in my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in spite of the fact that you knew it would cause you persecution. You know, today for us, it's so easy to believe in Jesus. Nobody's coming after you and putting you in jail or dragging you to a cross to nail you to it today. But back in those days, Declaring yourself as a believer in Jesus Christ was basically putting a bullseye in your back. People would gun for you. The people in town that were affluent and were, were uh, in power would look at you as a troublemaker like they did Jesus wherever he went. They would look at you as somebody they didn't want in their town. And Paul says, and yet, even though you knew all of these things, you received the word with joy from the Holy Spirit. And because of it, God chose you for a special task. And this is really interesting because out of all of the churches, like I said, that Paul had, it was Macedonia that he, the Thessalonians that he said were the ones chosen to be a witness and an example for all of Macedonia and all of the region of Achaia. That they were the ones chosen to set the example for the bigger churches, the more affluent churches, the ones that were supposedly full of leaders and full of spiritual guides. The, the, the Macedonian and the Achaian churches all looked to Thessalonica to see the example of what it means to serve fully and completely and unconditionally. Paul says, when we ask you guys about being a part of the contribution for the saints in Jerusalem, you guys jump right on it. You guys were interested in showing that your faith was real. 
you really decided that you were going to answer the call of God to make a difference in your region. When we think about people that can do these kind of things, where they can affect many, 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 many people around them, we think of influencers. You heard that term now, influencers? The people on TikTok, the people on the movies, you know, the big actors, the people that are sometimes politicians or writers or even activists or really well-known by a lot of people. I mean, these are the kind of people that they can issue one statement or make one appearance and they can, they can shift whole groups of people all of a sudden just because they showed up, just because they did something, they can affect behavior or actions or attitudes. And there are influencers, aren't there? How many of you have watched the Chiefs football games recently? Ah, we got, we got some Chief fans. If you have, you've seen more of Taylor Swift than if you've been to a concert. Why? Because she started showing up at the games to watch uh, the Chiefs play because supposedly she's dating Kelsey and... Now there's more TV coverage of Taylor than there is of the Chiefs. Why? She's an influencer. Overnight, the jersey sales for Kelsey went through the roof. All because she was in his, in his luxury box with his mom. All she did was, she didn't sing anything. She didn't do a performance. She, all she did was be there. And it made an influence in all those people. In our scripture, we find that Paul is thanking God for the church of Thessalonica because they were chosen by God to be a church of influence for the whole region and beyond. This poor, small, persecuted church was chosen by God to make a difference in so many bigger and more affluent and more leader-filled churches simply because they were willing to answer the call and to be faithful and steadfast in their faith. I mean, think about it. What made them so special? Why them and not Corinth or Ephesus, which were much bigger and in better locations? Why them? Because Scripture teaches us that God takes the, hum the humble to show off the proud. That he takes those who are willing to be meek and willing to serve, and he puts them on high. The simple answer is that when the word came to them, they received it with power and the Holy Spirit with full conviction. You know, they were all in from the very beginning. There's something to be said about being all in with Jesus. Jesus doesn't want you to be halfway in. He wants you to be all the way in. He wants you to completely surrender your life to him. He wants you to live for the kingdom of God here on earth. And he wants you to live out all of the principles that he lived out in his life. Love your neighbor as yourself and love God above all. You know, from the beginning, they were sold out for Jesus. Their steadfastness of faith, even their generosity in supporting the great collection that Paul and his helpers were doing for the poor in Jerusalem, showed that this was a church that was fully committed to the kingdom of God. 
And what this did for them was simple. It created a reputation for them. People knew about the church of Thessalonica. They knew about this church who was small in numbers, small in size, small in resources, but mighty in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'll take mighty in the power of the Holy Spirit over all those others any day. I'll take being where God wants me to be and walking in his will over all of that any day. And they got a reputation that went so far and wide that Paul basically says, I don't even have to talk about your reputation because when I go to somebody and I tell them, hey, have you heard about Thessalonica? They already know. They've already heard. They've already told the stories of what has gone on there, how they received the, the disciples when they came, the apostle Paul and his friends when they came to share the gospel, how they committed to giving of themselves even when they didn't have very much, how they were willing to endure persecution if it meant more people got to know Jesus. How much are we willing to do? This church definitely had a lot against it. But what it had for it was so much greater. To have the favor and the spirit of God with them as they did their work in love. And their reputation was so huge that Paul says it reaches far and wide, even further than Achaia, even further than Macedonia. It just goes to many, many places that speak, people speak of this church. And one of the reasons that they spoke about the, the Thessalonians as they did was because this church had a reputation of being so faithful to the kingdom of God that they had put away their idols, they had resigned their pagan faiths, and they had declared themselves believers in the one true God. And this was not a popular thing in their day. We have to understand everybody else had 20 and 30 gods. You know, they had all their little statues and their little gold things and their little silver shrines. And these people said, no, no more. We will have none of that. We are going to follow Jesus Christ. We believe he is the son of God who came from heaven, who was raised from the dead, and who will come for us to deliver us from the wrath to come. The Thessalonians understood that sin has a price, that the wages of sin are death, and that they needed to escape that. And the only way to do that was by accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. A reputation can take you very far, or it can sink you in a moment. They had a good reputation, a reputation that made people admire them, want to imitate them, and want to carry out their ministries in similar ways to what they were doing. If we're going to have a reputation as a church, we definitely should seek to have a Thessalonian reputation. A reputation of being known for our works of faith, our labor of love, and our steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. When people hear Skyland, I want them to say, I know that church. 
I know where it is. I know what they do. I know they feed hungry kids. I know they collect blood for those who are in need. I know they have a passion for the lost. And I know that people go there to experience the Holy Spirit, to experience deliverance from addiction, to experience salvation, and to experience grace. I want people to know of Skyland and for our reputation to go far and wide beyond this community. Not because we're huge in number, not because we have the highest budget or the most, most staff, but because we are serving in the name of Jesus Christ and we are following God's will for our ministry. I want people to remember our generous hearts and our willingness to do what it takes to share Jesus with others. You know, Paul was thankful for the Thessalonians because their impact on the whole region made a difference. The fact that they had led the way in so many areas, like in giving when they really didn't have that much, in being willing to cast away their idols when everybody else was kind of trying to grab a little Christianity and keep a little bit of their idols, when they were being steadfast in their faith and their hope in Jesus, all of these things made them so important for the region. And I just pray that when people think of Skyland, we have that kind of impact in our community and in our region. I hope that people, when they pray, they thank God for our church being here and for the things that we're able to do for our community. I hope that when they think of Skyland, they think of hope and salvation and grace. And I pray that when they come here, they continue to experience the power of God through the Holy Spirit. How many people pray for us with thanksgiving? I hope that number continues to grow. And I hope that the impact of our ministry will be so far and wide that people just need to mention Skyland and people go, I know that church. I know what they do. I know who they are. They're servants of the Most High. They're followers of Jesus. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for the call that you have placed on this church to be a city on a hill in this spot right here in Brookhaven. I thank you for our ministry. I thank you for the leadership of this church. I thank you for the community that you've entrusted to us. I ask, O oh Lord, that you will continue to help us to respond to your call that we will continue to do our work and our labor in love, that we will continue to be steadfast in our faith, that we will continue to be spirit-filled and following your word, and that everything we do, O oh Lord, will be for the glory of Jesus, that his name will be promoted in our community, and that people will know that this is a place where they can meet Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything that you allow us to do to serve our community in love. 
Give us, O oh Lord, a reputation of hospitality, of Christian witness and hospitality of your great love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The altar is always open if you would like to come up with prayer as we uh, worship. <laughs>